Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Match Ball. Hello. Welcome to the match ball down here with uh, with Michael and Moscow straight from the Leicester City game Friday night. Uh, Leeds United have got an eight, another three points, I mm-hmm. believe, um, this evening. Call the, show, the fraud squad. The show is brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. They will offer you a very generous ten percent discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. They do employment law if you needed to, for example, sack a bold fraud. Mm-hmm. And not me. <laughs> For uh, and uh, for professional negligence, correct, Parson. Well, I don't. I, it was a strange referee performance, well, wasn't it? Uh, to be fair, that's uh, that's not what we need to get caught he, up on he is may, it tonight. He may have done us a favour. It turns out. But... Let me just get past the sponsor read, and we will. Sorry, we'll bask in that. Um, honestly, it's taken me time to compose myself. Coming, even we've had a walk down from Ellen Road. Yeah, I felt like I needed a good cry on the way down, just to let it all out. Let's start at the end before we sort of get into the details of the game and just discuss for the benefit of the live stream. Live on YouTube for TSB Plus members. Hello. Um, thank you for joining us. What was it like to be in that stadium for the last 15 minutes? I'm, tra- I'm trying to find a word to describe it. It was like pandemonium. It was like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. It was just fucking bodies everywhere. It was it was feral, wasn't it? It, it was amazing. Yeah. They, um, I can confirm the safe standard in the cop that they put in failed. There was a bloke next to me. Never, never normally there. But when when Robert scored, there he was. All of a sudden, but that was it was great. I think the nice thing, the thing that almost made the celebrations better, was that there weren't chances we actually created. We just sort of scored out of almost nowhere on all of them. It was just like nothing was happening. <laughs> then the ball was in the net, and everyone was just fucking leaping around, being insane. The, one of the great highlights stuff. of the of Archie Gray's goal, which it will remain Archie Gray's goal. Um, Liam Cooper fully Steve Evans did the celebrations were going off the whole bench ran down to the corner the stadium is mental and then just as it started to calm down I saw Liam Cooper go sprinting out of the tunnel and running into the arms of one of the coaches so I think he may have been uh, otherwise preoccupied in the changing rooms and uh, but he you know uh, he, he managed to work out what was happening which is uh, uh, yeah he was quite quick on the uptake I'm not going to sleep for ever no need to. I don't think I'm ever going to sleep again. because my, Nor will we ever lose again. My voice is gone. I hurt my shin celebrating one of the goals. Um, I, I just, I'm spent, but if, I'm, if, I will never sleep. If ever a game proves we will never lose again, it's that one. <laughs> because, I mean, 
This was rubbish. We all share we another. Done. Wait, the thing is, we weren't rubbish. It was just, it was just chaos. It I'm was just share another highlight for, while we're just uh, dealing with the feral nature of it. The third goal involved, uh, the celebration was out, involved Ethan Ampadu running to uh, Leicester's <laughs> bench. And he wasn't quite flicking twos. <laughs> but he was standing in front of them, just going like, yes! <sighs> Which did um, sort of... Uh, calmed down at full time. He went over and sort of shook a couple of hands and made a couple of friends. Sheepishly. Um, but yes, that was quite entertaining as well. I think we might owe uh, a person an apology. I've just seen that disallowed goal. Was it onside? <laughs> I mean, he would have been offside by a long way had it been their player who knocked it back to him. Okay. It was, I think it came off, it looked like Ruta sort of um, thrusted well, towards Well, what it. I will say is, it was a, a mixed evening for the officials, but they got that one right under very difficult circumstances. It's a tough job. It's it, a is, tough is, job. it is a very tough job. As I'm job. sure Maresca will acknowledge. Yeah, it's, it's a tough job. You can't get all the calls right, can you? No, definitely not. But, it um, felt like there was one call that he got completely wrong in the first quarter of an hour. I think it was... Um, was it that booking? Yeah, they, it was, uh, they made and a really... Really, booking. Well, they made a really good tackle mm. on I'm going to write that down. Yeah. And then he booked him for it. Yeah. And even I was there like, Everyone come on, was, ref. Actually, but do you know what? The reason he booked that player, it was a hard tackle, wasn't it? But he booked that player. I don't and think and that then, hard. but then he but then he leveled it up at half time right on the whistle mm. because of that tackle that Rodon did. It was exactly the same sort of thing, yeah. which was also a perfectly good but tackle. But he spent most of the rest of the get like at least the rest of the half kind of it seemed like every decision was in the light of how badly he'd got that one wrong. It was like giving the oh I'd better give them oh this would be a be- better be a yellow. So I think he just uh he got caught up in the atmosphere, shall we say. And what a lovely atmosphere it was. Goodness me. Yeah. I mean, who didn't who didn't get caught up in the atmosphere? Probably Leicester for the first 60 minutes, but um, the last half hour turned it in our favour. I mean, they, they're a good team. They are undoubtedly yeah, a very, good. very good team. That's, By some distance, the best that's been at Ellen Road this yeah. season. And I mean, they are rightfully out in top, on yeah. top of the league. You can get it. You get it totally, don't you? Yeah. As much as we were saying, oh, you know, we win today, we might wobble them, still the title might be on us. But I mean, they are good and, they, lost, will, and they will go up. Lost two in a row. Probably he did two at the middles for a three it was. Well, that is quite that is quite the pool of evidence. I think I didn't I didn't quite remember. I can't be bothered looking at the results, but I think Middlesbrough have done the double over them. Yeah, yeah. So have we. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and the, it was the two games. Yeah, back to back. Yeah, look at that. Well, they're just going to win every game between now and the end of the season. It won't matter, but it's still funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Goodness me, I don't know what to do for a podcast. You should ask us some questions <clears throat> about the game. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did enjoy it. It was fucking wild, not, wasn't not it? Not for the most part, no. But you know what? It it was enjoyable in its own, in completely unenjoyable way. Mm. It was like, it was just horrible seeing how stretched the game was, how difficult they made it for us. Like, the thing that I noticed in that first half was, and I'm talking about tactics now, how's that happened? Um, they'd worked out exactly how to press us and it was get us in the corners and isolate like the centre-back and the full-back and give them nowhere to go and they'll fuck it up. And we did mm. time after time after time after time. And then they realised that Ampadu started doing this in the first half, just running past them. Mm. And we, but we didn't do that in the second half. For whatever reason, we seemed to start just doing the, the passing around and, and refusing to take risks in that second half. And refusing then, to take risks? We were defending on the halfway line. No, I mean, I, I, I meant, how they kept just running in behind and us. I meant, in term, I, I meant in terms of the passing you did. I mean, they were just like passing it around and you were looking for that ball into like somebody on the... Like nobody was dropping deep is what I mean. In that second half, we had like four or five players also... Grove was always in our penalty area. Well, what, no, this is what I'm saying. Like, so they have four or five players. So we had four or five players right up on their defensive line we had a defensive line and there was no one in between. There was acres of space. But in the first half, we kept popping it in and mm. popping it back. And I was like, where's midfield gone? Yeah, it was, a, it was a weird shape to the game. And it felt like every time we tried to work it wide, we always had a fullback right up the arse of the winger. So all they could do was pass it 
straight back where it had come from. Yeah. There was never an opportunity to actually turn him. And like when Somerville's good when he's got a bit of space in front of him and he can do his little jinking runs, but he was just constantly at his back to goal and was just playing it sideways or backwards. So there was none of that. Ruter was probably at his worst half of the season in that first half. Like he lost the ball absolutely every I can time. Give he... you some numbers if you're interested. Oh, go on. It felt like he, he felt like he must have lost possession at, at a dozen times in that half. Okay, well, um, to give you some context, because I checked for other games, so against Plymouth, in the whole game, he lost the ball 25 times, and I was like, Norwich. <laughs> Norwich, when we won, uh, in the whole game, he lost the ball 20 times. In the first half tonight, he lost it 21 times. Wow. So that's double what he, uh, well, no, it's not double, but it's as many times as he did against Norwich in the first half. And then Roden, I think also Roden shit mm-hmm. the bed uh, in the first half. Yes, he did. And then he lost possession... So against Norwich, he lost it six times in 90 minutes. Against Plymouth, he lost it 10 times in 90 minutes. Tonight, he lost it 12 times in the first half. Their pass completion was like really low as well, but mm. don't, we don't need to go too over the board. They, they'd figured out how to defend against him, which was well, like, I don't know, he, I mean, he always spins off the same way, does George? But then Joe Ro- Joe, well, yes, but then we had Roden um, Cruyff turning out for a throw-in <laughs> at one point under no pressure. And that's when I thought, yeah, he's just, he's... It felt like, because Roden... Um, it was the first time tonight, and I don't know why it's the first time it's occurred to me, there's a bit of Pontus about him where the, the he'll play the occasion, he'll play his emotions. And even at the end of the game, I think when they had a corner and he wasn't happy about how it had been cleared, it was like yelling at Groove as we were 3-1 up or something. <laughs> and Bamford went over, he's like, you could just, I don't think we need to do this mm. now. Um, and I think the first half got to him and he was making things more difficult because when you talk about getting out wide, we don't give Archie Gray the ball enough. We're going to talk about how brilliant he is soon. He's in acres of space. Roden's got an easy pass to him and then he's trying to ping it into Rutter, who we've seen Rutter give the ball away 20 times and Roden already has proven that you can't complete a pass all night. It's like, just give the ball to Archie and it'll probably be fine. But he's like, oh no, I'm going to ping it in there and then he'll spin him and they'll cry turn and we'll do a double somersault in the penalty. He's like, make it easy on yourselves, lads. But um, So I think a couple of players... Um, Got a bit carried away. They'd, I think I don't know if it was the mind games played played the game rather than uh, rather the occasion rather than the game. Yeah, I think they got yeah. caught up in it. Is, but also um, the, the pressing from Leicester was really good. Has actually played left back this season before. I'm trying to think if, he's, if it's happened when he's we've switched stuff around already. Very briefly, I think he's good there, isn't he? It's good everywhere. It's good everywhere. It's good I think everywhere. he's. Uh, we need to check whether there's any Maidley in his lineage. <laughs> Maybe it's a, it's all been a mistake. I think the the key to it is just him being dead good. That, and that makes it easier to play everywhere, doesn't Which it? Which is why I keep wondering, I was thinking in the first half, not just the easy balls, but we got two good opportunities when he was um, on basically on the right wing. The one mm. where, right, I mean, we need to talk about the chances that we missed early on. The one where he set up Nonto and he played it to Piro and he mm. just decided to aim for the fucking Moscow. peacock. What was Joel Piro doing? I don't know. But um, when we give Archie Gray the the ball in those positions he's brilliant but for some reason because he's playing right back we don't give him the ball very often but yeah I mean that was awful Nyonto why didn't he score why didn't Piro head it in as well when that he, was a bit uh, he, was trying to, he was trying to nod it down but he was attack, He was coming in from that side towards the goal and I thought all you got to do is turn your head yeah, mm. he was a bit for, he, was, he felt a bit far from goal for that one so it must be like that's okay but the first one just mm. awful but then what was quite pleasant was Leicester started missing easy chances in the second half as well because they should have scored back to four <laughs> and then the players who yeah kept, but they didn't did they and then the players who kept creating the easy chances and going through they took them off so yeah. that was good. Yeah. Do you know, do you know, what, do you know why that, that is? That. You, you know why that is, don't you? Because he's a ball fraud. Correct. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. 
Um, should we mention Probably five? Knows a bit. I mean, I, we are jumping around all over the place here, but yeah, I'll, um, it was I'll, that kind of an evening. Yeah, I'll be guided by some of the comments that are coming in and people just talking about the subs. And Chris is just saying credit to Falk for the subs and the timing of them. He'd realised, hadn't he? He'd, he'd sniffed it very, very early uh, that it just was not working and changes needed to happen. There well. was yeah. disquiet when, with the lack of subs, I would yeah. say. when it, By the time he made them, people going, make a change! But it's, was it 62, 63 minutes? Because they they just had the disallowed goal, hadn't they, at yeah. the point the subs yeah. were made. And they'd, they'd already been through on goal a couple of times. Everyone was like, fucking hell, this is not this is not happening in the current format. We need to make something happen, something alter in this game. An hour is early for Farker. Yeah. It is. It is. I, I must admit, I wondered if he might do them at half-time, but it's not just because it's not his style. I thought he probably won't. I wonder if there's a fitness thing as well, because we definitely, Dan James, I mean, we saw in the last half hour we could have done with him from the start, mm. but if he's been injured and then has a bounce as well, um, if his fitness isn't there, then you go with Piru, who did work his arse off, but also just score. <laughs> it's just different as well. When, when Bamford comes on, you see the way that he occupies defenders and drags the whole their whole defence deeper, because he just, even though he knows he's not going to get it, like nine times out of ten, he just always makes that running behind. And so I had Vestigard off Feist just constantly having to look behind yeah. and Bamford going... Because he's, he's, annoyingly, he's annoyingly offside a lot, isn't he? Yeah, he is. But it, but but it, it occupies the centre half. Say, but it, makes, way, yeah. it gives people something to think about, whereas Pirro is more of a drop-deep sort of a guy. Yeah. And he's not he's not as tall as Bamford either, so he's less likely to win the headers. Pirro's work is kind of running at them to press. He'll do that, but he, he's always in front of them. So they always see him uh, coming. And then I think when he turns around... And Yon O, I still feel like he's not quite the most enthusiastic mm. of pressers. And then the difference after with the substitutions is you got Bamford, who, what is he? I'm going to be mean about him. He's 35 now, probably, I think, getting on. Old if, not, man. if not older, Moscow. If not he's older. 29 or something, isn't he? 30, Dan James, uh, 26. And Connor Roberts is 28. Mm-hmm. And they all know exactly what they're doing. And it was that side where we suddenly started pushing and that seemed to give um, Ruter the license, the, the things that he was trying to do in the first half just started working maybe because he was feeling like there's a bit more help mm. around him because it seemed I was a bit further away from him. First half, like he'll beat two players and then just get into trouble. Second half, after the changes, he beat two players. Somehow the ball goes to one of his teammates. I think it, it's maybe even that um, James or Roberts are a bit more like alert to things going wrong whereas um Nyonto and Piero are a bit more like oh well we'll see how this we'll see how this works out go on go on Georgie good luck <sighs> goodness me Roberts nearly scored the same goal twice didn't he that was yeah, yeah. He, he's got mischief in him that boy his goal was he was a very low key celebration wasn't it his goal we were gonna we run back to win it he just sort of tied in and went there you go yeah what did you expect I, knew, I knew I was gonna just score done a goal for you there yeah oh wow you're welcome <laughs> I mean, weirdly, like if if that's the only thing he does, he might still be like a bit of being worth bringing in on loan if he just if he just gets that goal. Archie Gray can retire now. He's cake it, yeah. Well, no, he's got more in him, and he, we own him, so we need to keep him. Yeah, don't retire at seventeen. You know, like, he's not even eighteen yet, Moscow. That's next month. Terrifying. He's already it? eclipsed Jean Kevin Augustin for his value, his loan involvement. Yeah. So, and that's two goals. I mean, if we're giving Gray that one, it's two goals from fullbacks. God, my ears are so, so what hot. was Furpo playing at? What <laughs> was Furpo playing? <laughs> Furpo was being junior Furpo in it that was, way that he is. He had his worst moment right at the end. Of, well, it was kind of during people singing his song really enthusiastically. And then he, oh God. <laughs> and that seemed to have started because he'd fucked up as well. Um, it was, he was the one player. I think he was all right in the first half. 
But for some reason, I assume Farkas' team talk was like, now, come on, boys, let's, you know, let's get back into this game, keep everything. So when he came out, it's like it was as if he was kicking a balloon. The mm-hmm. best one was when he gave the ball to, um, who's number 18? It was to Fatawi when he ran into the box and and Furpo gets back to get in front of him and then just falls over. That was the one I'm, that was the bit I was thinking of. Can I, let's just say that. It was full slapstick. I'm on Fox's talk now, therefore I'm just having a look at, because I was on that uh, earlier, just reading their pre-match stuff, just interested to see what they made of it all. Um, it was, you know, mixed, the usual, usual sort of defiance and kind of thinking we, we won't win tonight. Much like it is like on Waco, you know, people are terrified of Leeds United and they have agreed with what you said, like they made the wrong subs and it was too late and um, bringing on McAteer cost them the game. It's because they've got, uh, but they played amazing for seventy minutes. It's because they've got very good players and a very poor manager. But they're, they're digging out Craig Pawson as well as the refs because they were obviously robbed as a goal, robbed of a goal. Sorry, well worded though. Yes, bottled it under any sort of pressure. So predictable. Absolutely sick of it. Disgrace. <laughs> them lot. That's their team or the referee. This is this is. I'm talking about their team. Uh, a Rogers type performance that can't help but shit themselves when pressure mounts. Good. Well, it's mounting now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They can feel hard. It's funny though because. Five big games this season, Moscow. Bottled three of them from winning positions. Didn't turn up to the other. And if I can put on a dampener on the only one we've won, it came at such an early stage of the season that it didn't really matter. Hmm. I think that means... They're going to be, they're gonna be fine. Does this... Not ideal, that, is it? Blew they're it. waltzing the league with a squad of amazing players. Yeah, they're going to be absolutely like, fine. Like, so many... That are like, I'd never really paid attention to how fast Dewsbury Hall is. Yeah, I noticed I've, that. Uh, Ridiculous. I mean, um, it was, it was, that was characteristic of all their passing, yeah. though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it was very, really, very unbalanced, though, yeah. he falls over a lot. He should, yeah. have been, he should have been booked in the first half. It was a horrible attempt to win a penalty from him. Mm. He just anticipated someone would come and try to tackle him and just kind of flopped. And I don't think anyone was actually very close to him. Ampadu got him back for that in the second half, kind of um, shoved him over in the uh, penalty area. Not shoved him over, but kind of got tackled. Oh, I saw that, yeah. We won the corner. And you could tell he was like, yeah, I've got him back for that. And then um, he got the ball and immediately passed it to them and we were defending again. It's like, <laughs> there were big time. I mean, whatever... Uh, the Leicester fans are, are worried about um, it's the same things our fans are worried about just you know from a, a different position isn't yeah, it? from the being we, front position we can uh, enjoy it because we won but there were big moments particularly in the second half where um, Ampadu just and Roden just kept giving the ball to them and letting them run through and we couldn't play out and there was lots of arguments going on with Roden just seemed to be he didn't like any of the passes that Melier was doing and Melier's point I think was well every time I give you the ball you fucking give it to them so I'm going to give it to Ampadu and then Ampadu's giving it to them as well. He's like, well, what the fuck? And then that's when the Gruffalo, who I thought was great tonight, was started, um, but he was doing the old Liam Bridcut thing of dropping it in the six-yard box and saying like, I don't trust you lads on the ball, so I'm going to come and take it off of the goalkeeper's foot. And then that's when he, um, but he was, he was both trying to calm it down from the back, but trying to be responsible for creating urgency going forward. So he'd pick the ball up, charge into midfield, and then give them the ball, and that's when they um, when they should have scored, and they just shot inexplicably wide. Mm. Why did from, they, again? So many confusing things happened. Why did that happen? I mean, maybe they're uh, were they missing Vardy? Who knows? Bottled it again, didn't they? Didn't yeah, fancy it. Uh, hamstring. <laughs> now he genuinely is old. Let's give, let's give him some respect there. He's, and yeah, he's, and yeah, he's probably 40. younger than you, isn't he? Yeah, he's younger than me, of course he's, but you know, not many not many Premier League footballers are right. well, want to be Premier League when footballers. When did we score old. those goals? Let's have a look at that, shall Towards we? Towards the end. Right. Mm-hmm. I was making coherent notes at one point and then Why? we start, then we started scoring well, I mean I mean say coherent goals, like some notes. But then um it sort of just 
goes to pot because it just says like goal from nothing, goal from grave from nowhere, brothers from nowhere, <laughs> another goal, fucking hell. Seventy nine minutes for the equaliser. I don't know about the um, Archie's goal. 80, 83, 90 plus four. I've got here. Yeah. Go. My final notes are um, Georgie and Archie arm flails and Farker giving it big fists at the end. He did his way, way, way. But before he did that, he realised he would got his timing wrong because he did so, he did real big fist pumps mm-hmm. with it rather than he normally just does a woo woo mm-hmm. woo with his like palms out. But he did three big fist pumps first, and then he followed it up with the normal one. Rutter, Gray, and Melier tried to fist pump together towards the south stand, and they were all some, I think they were all listening to different records. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How good was that atmosphere like in the closing stages when, when the third went in and we knew we'd won? There was kind of a, there was kind of a defiance, please, can we see this through when mm-hmm. it was 2-1? As soon as that third went in, we knew it was done. We knew the game was over and you knew kind of the party was starting. I think that's, that's the best I've seen it in many years, that I think. It was, it was, I thought it was good at the start and then it understandably went flat mm. after they scored. Then there was a weird bit of frustration and stuff that crept in and then, yeah, it completely turned around. And it was, I mean, you look, it was one of those where you look around and often... The south is probably the bounciest bit of the ground, and then the cop, then the east, then the west. But you looked around, and just all of it was going. The whole stadium was go, doing. Let's mad. go, funky mental. Let's go, fucking mental. It was wasn't great. It? I love. I love to see it like that. And, and it, nobody left. Yeah, no. one, one of my friends messaged me and said, "This is why you become a fan for nights like this." And it's yeah. so true. Despite you know all the doubts, it's those nights where it goes completely feral, where you lose all sense of self, and it's just. You can't describe what it is that you've seen. Because there's not been a lot of that. It's all been quite controlled and measured mm. and sensible this season, hasn't it? But we're sort of there was there was a hint of it in the Ipswich game because it felt like there was quite a lot on the line there and they stepped up and absolutely ran away with it. But tonight was proper, I don't know. It was it was beyond description. It was beyond control. I think like, that was the it, weird thing about it for in the way we won it, because we've become so used to seeing us carve out the same type of chance over and over again, and we've got patterns of play that get us into positions that mean then Somerville does the little a bit where he goes outside, where he goes outside, and he curls it in. And tonight it was just chaos, and like the finishing it with the free kick, which again I wasn't even sure if that had gone in or how it had gone in. It looked to have gone in, but I was like, well, it's but he seems to go straight at the goalkeeper. People started celebrating that before it had gone in. 
I was really, really confused. That whole the whole free kick situation enraged me because we had it's the ninety third minute. We're two one up, and we've got four players around the ball debating who's going to take the free kick, and nobody in our half. I was like, defend the mm. fucking thing. I would have been happy with eleven players back and just let Dan Dan James have a shot. There's also I've only seen one replay of it, but it looks. Um, quite an amusing little for fuck's sake from uh, Dan James when he sees Pat Bamford running away celebrating it so in the other corner of the pitch he's like oh he's not claiming it <laughs> it's definitely his goal but um, the whole thing tonight from the, the chaos factor and what you're talking about there has me thinking two sort of things that were going through that game I think the occasion got to us for the first yes. hour and that does not bode well for either the final day against Southampton, if we need it, mm. or the playoffs. Those were two things I was thinking for the first hour of the thing. is like, we need, to, we need to just settle this with games to go because this team suddenly don't look like they can be trusted at Wembley. Do you know what I thought there, though? And then we won. But, but under those circumstances, because I thought, oh, we haven't really seen much of this this season, of yeah. us being second best. And that's all I think it was. We just came up against a better team who, for whatever reason, their tactics for that spell worked better, but we, we grew into it in that first half as well. Once we'd figured it out, like I say, we figured, we figured out that Ampadu could just pick it up and run through them into that space in midfield. Mm. We started to get a little foothold in the game. It, the pressing as a whole was a bit weird to see because from us, when we were pressing them, there were bits where the crowd were getting a bit frustrated that no one was pressing the goalkeeper, but no one was pressing the goalkeeper because they had everyone else marked. Yeah, And, and, then, and as soon as you press the goalkeeper, they just go round you, don't they? They just kind of slowly were closing in on the keeper to the point where he just hoofed it and then we tended to get it back from that. Yeah. So it actually was working really well, but in the stadium, yeah. there's a bit of like fucking hell. We need to, yeah. we need to just charge down faster, here. faster, faster. But if you do, yeah, they yeah. just pass it and yeah. work it, work it around you. I think that because there were as many occasions when they did pass it, and then like there was one moment where um, they did one two in the centre circle behind Roden, and they were just in on goal mm. from yeah. 45 yards away. That's when Roden he pressed really like stupidly high up. I didn't, I don't really know what he was doing there. Yeah, so there was there was a good plan, I think, for the pressing, but too often it wasn't working. And then I was getting, I don't know if there were flashbacks or flash forwards to um, life in the Premier League, but there was there was real kind of um, like third season of Bielsa yeah. um, vibes where you're just watching a one-two around our only centre-back in the centre circle mm. and then through on Melier. And I was like, is this what it's going to be like in with Farker in the Premier League? Because it's what it was like um, for the last season when we were up there and some of the season before. So uh, that was weird. So I think part of the tension was that um, the good plan that we had wasn't working consistently enough for us to kind of believe in it. I think that's where the time, I don't know if it's maybe personnel. And we've said before that Nonto, because he wasn't um, paying attention during preseason, maybe needs to sort of have a, um, like a, a crash course in how to press his peer who was spending quite a lot of time kind of looking around and going, no, all right. So he's, um, he's looking dangerous again, though, his Nonto, I thought. Yeah. For for the early part of the season, there was just no zip about him. But when he got the ball, you just anticipated he'd go, he'd try to a little run, but then he'd get tackled easily. And it was all a bit half hearted. He's never doing that little yeah. thing where I think it's just because the physical size of him, you just see him like a pinball kind of flying about about the pitch and he's quite hard to tackle and, and if you do you'll probably foul him and like he can just bundle his way through little gaps and stuff so he's, he's starting to do that again why didn't he just score why didn't he just shoot mm. is that what because he, he cut inside didn't he when he should have just shot yeah 
Yeah. And he ended up kind of crashing into Somerville. And like, it was far end for me, so I didn't get a proper yeah. view of it. But there yeah, was a bit of that like as well in the show. first half where there was um, like Peru. No, the other way. Rutte just kept running into people um, mm. when we had the ball, like tackling Glen Kamara and stuff. So like, every, that's what I mean about everybody. I think there was a bit of it that Leicester were really good, but I think there was also a bit of it that everybody was maybe like 10%, doing 10% more than they needed to and uh, needed to just chill the fuck out. Mm. And um, and that's what, maybe getting that out of our system now um, means that if it does come down to Southampton on the, the final day, then we just, you know, uh, then we're just very, very business-like. Because <laughs> Leicester struck me as quite business-like compared to everything. Even when um, Dan James was trying to square up to one of their players and he fancied mm. it, one of their other defenders just came up and went, we're not doing this. <laughs> we're not doing it. We're Calm down. You go over there. You go over there. We're not interested in having a fight with Dan James, uh, which I was quite impressed by, to be honest. You don't often see that. Mm. Do we want to look at the table? The uh, I know. The I, comments, don't, I, you don't, I don't need to see, to see the table. The the comments are uh, demanding it. I'll go on then. Oh, you've, got, you've got your button, haven't you? Do they want um, it to be legible? I think it, it's probably going to put it on in uh, like day mode rather than night mode, like white rather than. I think it's it could... the size of the text that people generally. Yeah, I need with. to figure out how to zoom. Um, so you could well, zoom your eyes. Maybe for next season. So tell everybody. Yeah. So are you going to put it up? What now? Yeah. Right. Magnifying glasses. Glasses in three, <laughs> two, one. There you go. Look at that. There, and also like accept the cookies. Uh, why is he? Why is he done that for? Oh. There you go. I'm just ready pace. I'm going to put it on on dark mode. There you go. What's the advert for something? <laughs> Do we get money for that? There's a very small table. No, that's, that's absolutely brilliant, Dan. It's, I'm glad you've you worked, can see every, you can this out. Well, you can see everything. <laughs> yeah, people know the table. They know the games. We've, we're three points better off than we were at the start of the day. Well, there we which are. means we're three points closer to Leicester. We're there. Right. So that's good. How do you like them apples? How's the goal difference? We didn't quite, we didn't quite swing the goal difference, did we? Uh, no. So they were eight better off than us, weren't they? Yeah. But, uh, with, you know, it's another two. We now have the best defensive record in the division. Do you want to see? I look. I can, what I can do is I can because uh, I can interact with these web pages when they're when they're live, which is clever, isn't it? Um, let's get the home table on. Oh, for fuck's sake! There we are. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Weren't we talking about Leicester's away form being yeah. a big threat? It was. It was the best in the away league. Well, form. Still, the still is the best in the league by some distance. Do you know what matters? That and as long as we How are, are they doing in Yorkshire because they can't beat Middlesbrough, they can't beat us. Middlesbrough, not Yorkshire. Yeah, but traditionally. Um, they're, they're working off old maps yeah so um, there we are as long as we're in one of those green spots there in the top two come the end of the season there's only bloody there's only what, 12 games left it's going to be a it's miserable not... week down the crisp mines isn't it it's not a lot yeah well let's get rid of that table you can look at it in your own time can't you let's face it you know you know where it is digging um, for nuts according to FOTMOB because I've, I've got the table open as well because I thought I, w- I wanted to see what I could read um, <laughs> they have won their algorithm gives you a man of the match and it was Jorginho Rutter that's okay well, this is why we need to just like because it massively never... it massively weights like creative involvement. So if he's contributed in some way to a goal, then it mm. yeah, because it's given him an assist, doesn't it? Probably. I, I don't. I, I don't even know what happened. Honestly, I've, I've I don't know how it's given him that. But I, might, I, I, I you know, we were talking about moments this week when, when you feel like you're nearly pa- going to pass out in a mm. football stadium. That happened tonight. I'd say it was it was an outside shout for man of the match actually, Melier because he kept yes, us in it. That save, yes, we did, we did a couple was, of yeah, a couple there was, of the one in particular though. There was one in the first half. We tipped it over. Might not have been necessary, mm. but got a whatever. And then there were two good in the second half. At least one was a game saver. One was really good. And the player who I can't remember who it was was livid about it. You could, you could, t- if you if you watch it back, Melier saves it and he does that. For fuck's sake, how does he save that? He gives mm-hmm. it one of them, which is good. It's nice um, to see a bit of anger. So a number of people asking uh, where my old man was. 
today. What was his timings like? Mm. You know, famously, he does leave a little bit earlier um, sometimes. He went downstairs at, when do you reckon? 60 minutes. Nah, a bit later. Ooh, 65. Well, what he said to me, you know, we, they got that corner at one stage and we were being under pressure. I think it's supposed to be about 65, 68 minutes, something like that. Uh, and he went, I don't know, it might, it might have even been the disallowed goal, actually. He uh, he turned around to me and he, said, he goes, 2 0 and I'm off. I went, okay. Like that. And it he's went praying, in. He's praying for 2 0. It went in and he stood up to leave. And then he, I was like, no, it's been disallowed. So he sat down again. 70 minutes. He went, he lasted another two minutes, two minutes, however long it was. Left uh, left at 1 0. I mean, he, he, was, he watches it downstairs, I should add. It's just. But just you're going to watch it on the telly, just watch it at home. Look. <laughs> I, know, I know, there's no, there's no change. There's in no, him. no, it, it's too late for that now. It's too late. Like, changing him. Um, uh, do you want a board fraud update? Yeah, go on then. So he's saying... He's resigned, I assume. <laughs> until Falling the, on his sword. Until the goal we conceded, we were in control, we dominated, it's a matter of taking chances. In the last 10 minutes, in this stadium, uh, it's easy that uh, when you concede, you drop a little bit. Mentally, they are better than us. I don't know if that's a mistype, you surely would have said were, but... Um, that's no, how it's written now. Art is fine. They are better than us mentally. So from now until forever, we are better than Leicester mentally. Uh, we feel bad because we dropped points, but at the same time, we feel very proud because we came here with personality, um, which well, is unusual for people from Leicester. Has a lovely personality. It's what they say about ugly people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then he says their form to Child. this point has not been normal. Um, he's happy to be in sixth place. The big talking point with Farker is that Furpo launched a water bottle when he was taken off. Oh. Did, he this, yeah, but did he mean to? Who did? trying to open it. Furpo, this is what happens when you give him a song. But Farkas says Furpo apologised straight away and then um, uh, was the first person celebrating. And uh, Farkas says, as a manager, you have to take decisions. I'm not here to win the Nobel Peace Prize. But <laughs> if the Nobel Peace Prize is available just for being nice about Junior Furpo, then Leeds United fans mm. are going to win it. Mm. Yeah, um, Darren's just contending the thing about Yorkshire saying it bloody is Yorkshire. Sorry, Darren. And that might be what it officially says or something like what Wikipedia tells you. Nope. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. And um, referring, Farker, referring specifically to um, recent events on this podcast in the last few minutes says that the title, that's not my topic. My topic is the three points. I let the table take care of itself. So he's livid that that was put on the screen. Right. He's He's called you out specifically. By name. Uh, no, he couldn't dare to. He wasn't even. He feels like you've disgraced um, the great name that we all share. But overall, a great evening. The feeling is important. You could feel it in the celebrations. When I judged the game, they were a bit lucky to be in the lead at half time. Mm. Uh, and then the first 20 minutes of the second half, we were a bit lucky not to concede a second. So there you go. You have to dig in to survive such a period. It's what we did. What are you going to do when you get home? When I judged the whole 90 minutes, I think a deserved win a in a tight game. Are you going to step and party Moscow tonight? Uh, how, are you going to, no. how are you going to even start that match report? Seriously. Um, don't know. What's your theme going to be? Chaos. Um, probably um, Liam Cooper pissing and um, the that thing I was saying about being worried about being in the playoffs and that maybe it doesn't matter. Mm. <laughs> so don't bother reading it because I've told you what it's all about. Spoiler alert. You got the gist. What you asked. I did ask, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm doing cross-promotion. That's what us pros do, babe. Right now. The celebrations at full-time were so good. Yeah. They will live with me for years, genuinely. So good. They will live with me for years and years and years. And, I just want, I felt like I wanted to scream. And Archie Gray, so nice to see him so happy. Mm. Just like, 
just because he, I don't know if this is like completely stating the obvious, but he is just a kid. And to see him like in that environment, celebrating that, that he's done such an important thing. And I don't care if he was deflected, whatever. Like it was just such so nice to see, and he's having such a great season. Phil's tweeted again to say, "Well, that's not a bad night." <laughs> Following up on his uh, his error through we'll, the week, we'll need to see um, the post match interview on Sky was Ruter and Gray. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm hearing good Apparently, things about George. You were okay. just bab- babbling. We are leads and things like that. <laughs> he did then. So I waited until because they were the last off. I waited until they'd finished, and even though the ground was starting to empty at that point, Ruter still was kind of walking Gray off the pitch. Mm. pointing to him oh well we were nominating Melier for an outside man of the match that's one of the things that Pawson did watched their goalkeeper basically lying oh, yeah. prone on the on the floor in his penalty area just like having a little snooze when they're 1-0 up and then Melier yeah. all he did was go I'm not going to take it here I'm going to take it over there yellow card instantly yeah he lay on the floor with it for about 10 seconds didn't he having caught a Minimum. completely ordinary shot not yeah. like a not a cross where he's been bundled to the ground or anything and he's to get his breath back just a standard catch and then he laid down and then he also uh, let their substitutes walk off the mm. wrong side of the pitch but, well. but, then, but he held his watch in the air and that's all I that think matters. that though in fairness refs do have discretion if they think it's if it's too like of a, too much of a danger for them to but walk but also the he has discretion to tell them to hurry the fuck up and jog mm. the fuck on yeah, there is and that. how come that's not a booking but Melier just moving the ball from one side of the uh, six-yard box to the other is instantly a yellow card. You say, why is that? Shall I tell you why? Because he's from Sheffield and he's a Leeds-hating bastard. Apart from, apart the, from the, the, apart from the, the thing that he really yeah. benefits. I mean, it's, it's just a general trend with the referees that they will only book people for time-wasting when you get into the last like 10 minutes. You can time-waste yep. in the third minute as much as you fucking want and you were never going to get booked for it. But mm. if, you do, does, if uh, you do the exact same thing... How does Sean Dyche feel about that rule? I, I don't know. He probably he likes got, it, so you could just leave oh, it fucking great, yeah. Yeah, all right, sorry. I was confused. I didn't know if he'd said something about it. How do you think Farker Bring feels about it? <laughs> How does Farker feel about it? I think it's absolutely awful. The referees need to get right on top of it. He's addicted. Really, he's, really, really addicted. Really he's addicted. You know he's addicted to? Not spirit base. and unity. Uh, he's not addicted to base. He's not addicted to love. He's addicted to the spirit and unity of this team. These nights are what it's all about. That's true. Yeah. So we should try being um, instead of just winning nine in a row like we haven't since the 1930s we should just try being shit in every game and then uh, sneaking it at the end oh, relying on our fullbacks to just bang mm-hmm. some deflected um, <laughs> uh, rebounds in we've not won many games in a dirty fashion this year have we no it is worth saying so we, we were due one yeah some luck and deflections and think stuff, there yeah. were like years how well, many deflections like Ipswich had this year Oh, I mean the, all yeah. the deflections sorry Michael go on. but there were years when we were basically shit all the time and we still finished 15th by scoring goals like we scored today so it's only right that you get some even when you're good as well and I don't think we've had enough so you're saying so we deserve some tonight's performance was a fine tribute to the leads of Varney yes Cameron Stewart that's for you Brian McDermott <laughs> Michael Tong <laughs> I hope you were watching. I hope you enjoyed every minute. Danny Pugh, that was for you. Just goes to show you don't need to bother creating anything. Just sometimes kick it and it'll go in. Just boot it in sometimes off people. Both spells, Danny Pugh. (laughs) I'm going to go home, I think, and watch not all of it, but I need to go understand what's happened in the last 20 minutes or thereabouts there because my my brain just, I don't think, has dealt with any of it. No, no. It was just a thing thing happened. I was a place and a thing happened. Propaganda would be good, won't it? Oh, just had a look at the comments. House of Stoltz is addicted to Black Forest Gatto and um, uh, the cake in Farkas' fridge is in serious trouble, says <laughs> Panzer 182. That's a full lot. 
Mm. No he's spoon. Gonna, he's just going to stick his head straight in it. That's what I mean. No, sp- just eat it like a pig. Stick it in a bucket and eat the whole lot, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a game show challenge or something like that. Yep. All in his hair. Yeah. Lovely stuff. But, um, <laughs> how would he... Uh... <laughs> How would you talk about the Saturday morning TV when, uh, when they used to put liquid on someone? Do you remember what that was called? Ganging? Yes. Ganging, yeah, 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 ganging, yes. Yes, in the gange tank. <laughs> it's a little cheat for me. Get in the gange tank. <laughs> I think it's time to stop, isn't it? Let's go away. I think we all need to sort of... I'm going to lie down and stare at the ceiling tonight, no doubt. I'm going to be thinking about that all night. I might go out. Shall we? I actually might. I'm, well, I'm giving some people um, a lift. Right. And I don't see why... I would not go out. I don't know what to do because we've got all weekend now to kind of wallow in there. Not wallow in it, but basket. I, I said it. I was going out. I didn't say I was ever going home. Let's, find, let's see what happens. Any excuse? Any excuse? Let's wrap it up because I think we're in danger of going absolutely chaotic ourselves. So that was nice. Nice to get the points on the board. Should we keep doing that now? Should we just win every game between now and the end of the season? Yeah. And see where it takes us. Do I have to review our competition again? What's the sold the record? Nine since the 1930s? How many games left? 12. So what's nine plus 12? 21, no. Yes. Yeah. 21 consecutive wins. Chris is just saying this is the most incoherent, incoherent match ball ever. Things you'll love to see. I know, I don't know what to do. I, yeah. I, I had to go off and have a walk around for a couple of minutes before we went on air. Maybe Georgie Ruta was bouncing just, in Just a to minute. try and decide what to do with it. Do you know what's weird with Ruta? Even though I think he was having maybe the worst game I've seen him have, I still didn't want him taken off. Yeah. Because of like, he, can, he still might do something that just completely turns this. And I don't feel like that about most players. So yeah. you're like, yeah, I can see uh, what's actually happening is quite disastrous, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to let it play out. <laughs> let's, oh. let's go. Where are you going out, by the way? Uh, are you going to a nightclub? Somewhere that's open. Right. Not fussy. <sighs> Thank you very much. See you soon. The Match Ball. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.